Welcome to the Real Life Group's Leadership Podcast, a conversation about creating small groups where people grow in spiritual maturity in relationship. We're focused on you, the small group leader, giving tips and tools to help you lead effectively. Well, I want to welcome you back to this episode of the Group's Leadership Podcast. And today we are having an important conversation about conflict, and we're calling it Landmines, Conflict, and Resolution. And it's a pretty cool episode because we get the opportunity to sit with some guys who've walked through lots of this. We're sitting with Derek Dalton, a good friend of mine, actually one of the first people I was ever in a small group with. He's a groups pastor here at our Post Falls campus, and he's been on staff for 13 years. And Wayne Burnham, who is on our Hayden campus team as the groups pastor there, as well as a lot of other roles. And so we're just going to start with kind of just some self-reflection. Why do you guys think you were invited to this podcast about conflict? What do you think? Well, I know for myself, you know, I I believe I was invited because I live in a house of three daughters. So when we talk about landmines, I'm usually stepping in one about once a day, especially once a month, at least. (laughs) At least once a month. At least once a month. Okay. I'm not sure if that's appropriate for this podcast, but... I, I live and breathe conflict. Yeah. Welcome really to real good. life, right? Rock, welcome to real life. <laughs> well, thanks for that. That's a really good setup context. How about you, Wayne? You know, I was in the restaurant and hospitality industry for 15 years. And so conflict was inevitable with hangry people, especially when you had to come and tell them that they're, you know, hey, your meal is going to be a few minutes late. They're already hangry. So uh, lots of opportunity to grow in the area of conflict and resolution. Love it. And obviously you guys have have dealt with a lot of this related to our small groups. And you guys both have something that I can anchor to. I have four daughters myself and I get hangry often. So I think this I think we're going to get along. It's going to be a great conversation today. Um, So let's just let's just kind of start with this kind of key problem and just kind of set the stage a little bit to if this truly is uh, an issue for us, um, we're talking about landmines and conflict. Kind of the question that I want to start us with is, is this inevitable that that small groups are going to enter into conflict? And really, why why does it matter that that we talk about this to our group leaders? Why does that matter? Oh, that's really good. Yeah. So as, as I was thinking about that, uh, you know, I'm not sure inevitable is the right word, but I would definitely say probable, you know, that it's going to happen. And that, you know, I've had lots of years being a groups pastor and walking through conflict, walking through uh, fields that, you know, there's landmines out there. And God's really shown me uh, uh, two things from that. And first thing, conflict's normal. Mm. You know, sometimes I'm 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 thinking, why me or why is this happening? But it's actually normal uh, when you get a couple people in a room. Yep. Uh, you know, conflict might happen, yeah, right? So it's probable. So it's normal. Not only that, but the second thing that you know to that there's a constructive way to maintain and build relationship even in the midst of conflict. And, and the whole reason behind that is that we have unity, mm. that we have unity. We're bringing unity to relationship. Yep. And, and really, a lot of people come into a group without that context of, mm. of unity, right? Mm-hmm. They're coming from a, maybe a broken background filter. And so they're now in this yeah. group, and they don't know how to navigate that. So we need to think through how do we help them as group mm-hmm. leaders. So, Wayne, talk to us about... What are some some like landmines that you see over and over again that we need to be prepared for and be thinking about uh, as group leaders for the small groups that we're leading? 
Well, I just first and foremost, I think of like my own group. You know, we have at least four de- different denominations represented there. Wow. So just from a doctrinal standpoint alone, yeah. there's there's opportunity for potential problems. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so being able to navigate that well, and, and I think like Derek said, be able to fight for unity. You know, John 17, Jesus talking, he's praying for his disciples, and he's talking about unity so that the world would know that we are his disciples. Yeah. And and what I love about that in, in conflict in general, it's, it's like not just a group problem. It's a life problem. Every area of our lives, we have the potential for conflict and we have the need for resolution. And so I think as we're in our groups, we can actually learn what healthy conflict looks like Mm -hmm. and be able to navigate those things. And then another big thing is just relational differences. You know, we can sit there and go, well, man, I wouldn't, I wouldn't, you know, raise my kids that way, or I wouldn't expect this to go that way. Um, And just overall expectations walking into a group, like, does that mean you're my best friend now? You know, yeah. and for us, the end goal is not just to have good relationship, but it's for us to grow in spiritual maturity. So discipleship takes place in those moments, but even setting like healthy expectations walking into a group, I think is super important. Super good. So what I heard you say is a few things. One is there's doctrinal background differences that people bring in. Yep. There's relational differences that then have a variety of different pieces that can play into just the way I do things. Like we do things differently and that can be preferences. That can be all sorts of different pieces, right? That's right. And so we bring in these different filters. So um, if we see kind of conflict playing out like this and we see these, these landmines that are, that are there, that's really good, Wayne. Uh, Derek, what would you say, you know, what do we do with this? Um, How, how do we navigate those landmines that are there? Mm. Yeah. So, you know, landmines, you know, if we look at the definition behind that, right, it is just they're uh, buried problems, buried yeah. conflict below the surface that will inevitably explode, especially when you step on them uh, and not realize you're stepping on them. So as Wayne was talking about yeah. some of those key differences, those are major landmines that can bring out some explosive conflict in your group. And not only that can be uh, everything from hidden sin um, to just issues that, you know, we didn't realize were below the surface, Mm -hmm. especially when you have a married couple in your group or somebody single, that the things that they're navigating in their life uh, can bring out just those uh, those conflict, uh, those issues. So one example of landmines in a group can be uh, the issue or the subject of pornography. That when that issue can come up because you're, you know, you're doing a breakout in men's and women's or uh, somebody's coming into the group and is looking for accountability, that is an explosive issue that can happen in a group. Yep. Yeah, I think that's a that's a good visual for us to um, put before us is a landmine is a, a buried problem that mm. is if stepped on will explode. People bring what we talked about. There's there's a variety of issues that that could come into play. And it again, it could be doctrinal, could be relational, could be just hidden sin things that are there. So we know there's a problem. I think that's that's clear. We've dealt through and helped groups manage a variety of pieces for conflict. Mm-hmm. That's just consistently. So now let's kind of switch gears and look at, so what do we do? How, how could we give some advice or thoughts towards groups? Wayne, what are some things that you would say to prepare a group to manage conflict in their small group? Maybe not inevitable, but probable. Yeah, very probable. 
Uh, I think as an intentional leader, you need to be prayed up first and foremost. Uh, it's not just about running a, group, a good group on the night that you meet, but it's about spiritually helping people mature. And so prayed up is, is first and foremost. And then from a group standpoint, you know, we have uh, small group guidelines. And those guidelines are there to put some, some guardrails uh, on some conversations that might end up being potentially explosive. Mm-hmm. And so to be able to navigate those things proactively as opposed to waiting for someone to drop the grenade in the middle of the group, uh, and I think really just remembering to go through our <coughs> guidelines on a weekly basis yep. uh, and allowing our people to understand, like, there is a reason behind this. We want this to be a safe group. We want confidentiality to be key. But what I love in there is we also fight for relationships. So if it does happen, it's not like, oh, one and done, you're out. No, we're going to lean into that. We're going to run towards the chaos and be able to be like a, a resource to help people grow and mature and, and fight for that unity that is so important. Yeah, that's so good. So, I, th- I mean, that piece is super wise that we're helping a group, um, the group that we're leading, um, that we're a part of, think intentionally about it before they get there. So you're saying if we can just be prepping the waters to, hey, this is what it looks like. Here's who we are. Here's what we're going to do when we enter into these things that we are going to head straight towards it. And so we're talking proactively about it. So Derek, let's talk about like reactively. What happens when conflict goes sideways when there's reaction, not just a proactive, Mm -hmm. you know, preparation, people are actually reacting. What do we do then? You know, when you're reacting, I, you know, I liken it to having, uh, you know, three steps. Uh, Mm -hmm. I know that conflict can be more complicated than that, but in the complication, bringing bringing simplicity to it, right? Keep it simple. And so the first step would be to deal with it quickly. Don't let the sun go down in your anger. You know, we know scripture says that, so deal with it quickly. The second step is go directly, go directly to them, be specific. And I would say the third one is own your part, knowing that there's your part, there's their part, and there's God's part. But own your part. If that is from the fact of you need to ask forgiveness or that you need to go to them because of the issues in their court, Uh, but just your part, not theirs, not, you know, letting God do his. That's super good. I love, you know, what you said, too, is that. You know, here's just some things that this is kind of a simple methodology, but there's so much truth in each of those pieces. Mm-hmm. Quickly, directly, you know, and what was the last one you said? And parts. So your part, oh, their part, part yeah. and God's part. Yeah. So we acknowledge that and come into it with a with an openness to, hey, I very well could have, I did, whatever it was. Um, and again, that's that's personalizing it if the conflict's related to me. There's, there's going to be a factor where there's maybe other people involved. There might be multiple people involved in the group that we're going, hey, this is how we're going to do it. We're going to do it quickly. And so, and that's kind of one of the pieces that through this whole topic, we talked about landmines, conflict, but we want to get towards is real resolution, right? right. We, want to see, we want to see resolution to the best of our ability and to do our part, like you said, so, Wayne, what would you say to resolution? How do we get to resolution? Well, I think even jumping off of where Derek just was, you know, that sounds a lot like Matthew 18, right? Mm-hmm. You're going to deal with it biblically first and foremost. You know, yeah. we say fight for relationship, not fight in relationship. Yeah. Uh, and so some resolution, you know, being able to go directly to that person, um, you know, uh, and really approach them in a spot of understanding, not assumption. Yeah. You know, like, hey, I understand that's not your heart. Yeah. But unfortunately, 
people sometimes fill in the blank with assumption. And so I think mm-hmm. really just bringing down to the heart of the matter, seeking quick resolution, and then helping them understand where they're at yeah. and helping them grow. Yeah. And I think, you know, ultimately, as as we're in a group and we're building relationship with people, we're all going to have spots where we need to grow. Um, some of it's going to look different. Um, so I always say, like, praise in public and, and like, consult in private. That's good. Um, so yeah. you're not adding additional fuel to a fire. Yeah. Um, so a lot of these, a lot of this conflict yeah. resolution actually can happen outside of group. And, and I think that's a, a real healthy approach in doing that. That's super wise. And I think that just speaks to intentionality that we're saying as a leader, we want to be intentional. We want to be looking at the bigger goal for that person mm-hmm. that we're, we're not just dealing with the middle of that conflict. We're helping them grow. Yeah. I, I love that perspective. And so with all this, I think this has been super helpful. I want to move towards kind of some, what are some next steps? What are some things that we could give to a group leader? And again, we know conflict is when you're in the middle of it, it's painful, it's difficult, it can be tiring. There's even probably people watching right now or listening right now that are going, wow, the conflict I'm in the middle of, I don't know if I want to keep at this. Like it's hard. It can be really hard to be in that spot. And it makes you question relationship in small group. And so what would we say as as kind of some some next steps to that group leader? What are some things that we would give them, um, Derek, as kind of the, the next step to grow? Yeah, so some of those things would be, I would say, initiate, communicate, and checkmate the enemy, right? <laughs> we, have an, we have an enemy, yep. especially if you're in the middle of conflict right now. The enemy is wanting to whisper, just give up. Yep. It, it will never change, yep. right? Yep. And with the power of Christ, right, that we know we have, we have someone far greater in our corner as we, mm-hmm. as, we, as we step into the ring on the important issue of fighting. I love, Wayne, what you said. I mean, that's so key, fighting for relationship. Yep. And <clears throat> also that we, that we remember that uh, we are shown to the world, right, by our love for one another, right? John 13, you know, yep. Jesus is talking about um, that the world will know you're my yep. disciples by your love for one another. Yep. So yep. people are watching, right? Are we loving well, being noticeable, mm-hmm. and living courageously? That's super good. That's good. I love that. I love that reminder of how we're being intentional and leading and stepping into it even when it's hard. Yeah. Wayne, kind of any last thoughts for you as, as we bring this kind of conversation to a close? Yeah, I think as leaders, sometimes we can feel like we're on our own. Oh, um, but to recognize, first and foremost, is God did not leave us alone. Yep. He's active. He's in our lives. So we're never alone and we're never without hope. Yep. And so I look and go, okay, who's who is? what's the structure look like above me? Who can I go to? Yep. What coach can I go to? What other leader can I go to and, and, and bounce ideas and thoughts? And, hey, have you ever experienced this? Um, you know, who's your pastoral oversight? Yep. Because that's the idea of, of, of us doing this in unity yep. is knowing that we're not alone and yep. having resources readily available to be able to jump on and say, hey, need help in this area. Haven't haven't had to deal with this in the past. And maybe it's something that's completely over your head, but man, we have people that are ready to help you for that. So just remember, you're not alone. Yep. Yeah. Yep. And that speaks to, I think, even when we talk about the purpose of a small group, we want to help mm-hmm. someone grow in spiritual maturity mm-hmm. in relationship. And that's, I think, a cool piece that you talked about is how are we helping them mature? And then Wayne, we talked about, we do this in relationship. Yep. We're doing this alongside of people, but we're also not isolated. We have we have support. We have people that are going to go through this process with us. There are no 
easy resolutions, right? Mm. But mm. it does take intentionality. It takes being committed to Christ, yep. that we're committed to being peacemakers. And I think that, I mean, these pieces, I think, are helpful. And Derek, you mentioned something earlier, um, I think would be just a good place for us to, to land and, and remind that there are so many tools and resources. Uh, we just scratched the surface of this, but I want to remind all the listeners that on mm-hmm. our website, realliferesources.org, you'll, you're going to see a variety of other uh, links and attachments and things that you can go to that would just be other tools, books, uh, other podcasts, and links that you can check out to have more information on this. But don't miss what Wayne said. There are so many uh, relationships that you can rely on to be able to support you. Well, we're praying that this conversation has been helpful. Thank you guys for being here. I think this has been super helpful just to mine out some of the landmines, some of the ways that we can deal with conflict, but really to have resolution and to really grow in spiritual maturity and relationships. So this has been awesome. Thank you so much. And thank you for all that you do, small group leaders. We just want to say thanks for your ongoing investment to even handle things like this small group. And remember, you're not alone. We get to do this with you, and we want to support you. We are grateful for the investment you make each week as you reach the world for Jesus one person at a time and make biblical disciples in relational environments. For notes from this show and other great resources to help you grow, visit realliferesources.org. 